welcome to this week's episode of Everything You Remember Sucks. I'm the best co-host, Colleen. I am also very good co-host, Anoop. And I'm the last co-host, Matt. Yeah, yours is the most boring name, huh? Just like Matt. Matt. Hey, hey we Matt. brought a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the podcasting world needs more of this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've often thought that the white male voice is underrepresented. I know, you know right? Why don't we Especially get to hear from men? On the radio. It's about time we take this back for white men. It's just yeah. reminds me of the uh, Parks and Rec bit. Which one? At the end when, when Ben's campaigning and the like, guys show up with, like, with the signs and they're like, Let him speak! Let him speak! Oh, uh, the men's yeah. right activist? Yeah. 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 Oh, right. It's my phone, right? It's your phone. Okay. That's why we're getting so much interference. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, they can't hear it. Oh. Well, I can hear it. But we can hear it. Okay, well, this week, as we definitely gave away last week, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, it was pretty No, it wasn't coy at all. You no. literally said the tagline to the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're doing Austin Powers. <laughs> the first one. Is it meant well, to you be, be a little bit more excited? <laughs> but like, wait, is our bit meant to be like, they'll never guess it? No, I mean, it's our bit. We can do whatever we want with it. Okay. I mean, most of the ones that we've done so far have been pretty not obvious, I guess. Well, like, whenever it's a food, unless we, like, quote a commercial or say, like, maybe an ingredients list, those are pretty tough. Yeah, And then if you do, like, a tagline or something from a movie, that's a giveaway. Can't remember what we did for Wild Wild West, which we still haven't recorded. I really don't think people are, like, worried about what we're doing week to week. I think they really are. I think I, people very I, much care. I, I really don't think they do, because it seems like the only people who listen just go and ask you guys, and you tell them. Very true. I haven't told anyone. I keep it. You don't tell people what we're doing next week? I always do. Under lock and key. Yeah, well, no one's interested about my life, so I don't have to. What we're going to do next is our secret sauce, if we're just giving it out, like... You know, most yeah. places Why would they do come back? give their sauce out in packets. Right, but uh, that's, true. that's true. Yeah, it actually really freaks me out that the In-N-Out sauce comes in the packets. Yeah, I mean, wait, what are they get? They'll be leaving money on the table. I, it makes me uncomfortable. I mean, mayonnaise in packets makes me uncomfortable too. Mayonnaise so. in packets is weird. You know what's hard is to look dignified while getting any sauce out of a packet. Yeah. <laughs> try, try it. Like, try to maintain a serious veneer. Like, be a doctor. <laughs> In the cafeteria <laughs> and open up a ketchup packet. You don't look cool no matter what. No, no, I don't no. think anyone. I don't know. We were just watching Homecoming. Maybe Beyonce could make it look fabulous. She's probably the only person, though. I we feel like Beyonce has enough it. money that she doesn't have to get ketchups from a packet. <laughs> Beyonce, I know you're listening, sweetheart. Because we're BFFs. Uh, could you send me a video of you I, opening a ketchup packet? Thank I'm you. I'm pretty sure there's... One, that's a fetish, for sure. Two, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Beyonce could has enough money to pay a guy whose job is solely condiments. If not specific condiments. You get rich enough... That you just never have to eat pre-packaged condiments. I mean, they were packaged at some point, but it's just like your ketchup is pre-dispensed whenever you... I'm saying either she has a guy who opens the packets for her Uh, and delivers her a nice, probably a ramekin of ketchup. Oh, absolutely. Let's be honest, yeah. Or 
she maybe just doesn't, maybe she's on that next level where she's got ketchup too. And that, that doesn't come in packets. <laughs> I feel like, no, no. What I'm picturing Beyonce doing with a packet of ketchup is like she's on stage naturally because she's just always on stage in my mind. The she's world's on a stage, stage when you're Beyonce. She's got, she, her just thighs are out and they're beautiful and the sun is shining down on her. Her hair is blowing in the wind and she just like Let's take a puts down a ketchup. I gotta go take care of something. <laughs> <laughs> She just sets down a, pa- a ketchup packet like on stage, and then her hot dog or whatever her vegan hot dog. Is no in way front she of it. eats a hot dog. Her her her. Well, she's whatever. Also, her whatever not with food. On it. Her whatever food's like in front of the thing, and she just like stomps on it. Side, you know, you you could you could picture it. She just okay. stomps on it with her heel. Like, this is definitely just, a fetish. <laughs> and it just pours all over her hot dog. Can't wait till you're editing this, and I'm like. I bet she stomps on it, and then you literally steal my joke two minutes later. But my vision was better. Yeah. Question. Does she just say stomp on it? I you feel gotta, like Colleen did paint a very, very weirdly arousing word picture back, whereas you <laughs> just kind of like. She's got a stomp on it. I don't need much. I'm mad. I don't need much. Does Beyonce own any clothes that cover her thighs? Why would she? Why would you ever cover them up? Oh, well, to reveal them. Exactly. Yeah, so Fair. she probably owns like a tasteful robe of some sort. <laughs> uh, a lot of breakaway clothing. A lot of break. <laughs> she only owns breakaway basketball pants. But but based on this concert video, her breakaway is from like her knees to where her butt starts because yeah. she's always wearing like knee high something. Always wearing knee high. Well, the the their full breakaway pants. It's just you don't see the rest of like the boot. Right. Right. Until it breaks away. Yeah, okay. Yeah. She doesn't have like. Calves are terrible? Is that why she's always oh wearing knee high things? I'm sure the internet has theories. <laughs> no. What, look. If her calves were terrible, again, she has enough money that any part of her body can pretty much look however she wants it to work. Very true. You can't, you can't move around like that with bad calves. No, no, no. She's, no. she's, a, she's perfection. She's, she's probably like 90% muscle. Yeah. I bet Beyonce could like kick somebody to death if she needed oh, to. Like, very easily. We were just talking about like, oh, Jay Z cheated apparently cheated on I didn't know this, cheated on Beyonce. And I was like, first of all, who would cheat on Beyonce? Second of all, who would want to be that other woman? You know, like she could crush you with her thighs like a nutcracker. I wouldn't want to be that girl. Oh, oh, that's my actually my finish. <laughs> what an ending to Baychella if there was a human sacrifice that she just, just crushed her between thighs. her thighs. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a Viking funeral. Yeah. Oh, we should have. Oh, man. We should have done the the Austin Powers with Beyonce in it. This would have been very relevant. Wow, we brought it full circle. Beyonce yeah, actually, in the Austin weirdly Powers enough, it worked movie. out. Let's cut this part out so they think we did that on purpose. Solid gold. <laughs> Speaking of Beyonce. <laughs> Remember the time she was in an Austin Powers movie? Well, yeah. we didn't watch that one. We watched a different one. She can do everything. Wow. <laughs> Tour de force. Tour Not de a force. lot of movies nowadays. <laughs> She'll be in the reboot of Austin Powers. Well, oh my yeah. god, I yeah. can't wait. Wait, is it for real happening? Oh, I don't know. God, I, I don't know. Not. I just made that up. It who probably would is. Pay, who would play what modern comedian could be in Austin Powers? No, it would be Mike Myers still, just as fat Austin Powers. No, but like, okay, it, it can't be Mike Myers. Tragically hit by several Dane trains. Cook. Dane, Dane Cook, Cook, come on. 
Oh. Somebody relevant, Matt. God. I was thinking, I, I think just given that we very recently watched these movies that had come out forever ago, uh, I think Andy Samberg, after watching like Tour de Pharmacy and stuff like that, I think he could do it. Yeah, I mean, he for could sure. Do it. Would, yeah. He, would he stoop that low, though? Yeah. I think, I feel like he'd consider it a hot. Also, he was in a hot rod. And, yeah. I mean, his movie career hasn't been great. Many of his movies have been very good. I don't know if you guys watch Popstar. Popstar is very entertaining. Popstar is so funny. Yeah. Never stop, never stopping. What? <laughs> That's the subtitle of the movie. Popstar, never stop, never stopping. When did it come out? A couple years ago. A it's so funny. Years ago, yeah. We should watch that tonight. I think it's on HBO. Anyway. Anywho. Austin so, Powers. Austin Powers. It came out in 1997, the first one. And it's like reading an encyclopedia. Right? I'm so full of... I'm a wealth of knowledge. And it got, I was looking it up today, it got a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I feel like isn't enough. I thought it was, I personally really enjoy the Austin Powers movies. We own all three of them. We do. They're so funny. They're pretty funny. They're so funny. Who else is in Austin Powers besides Mike Myers? Uh, Who plays Dr. Evil? He's a good actor. He should get more roles. I haven't seen him in anything after that. I feel like I know his name, but it's just, you know, I just can't think of it. Slipping your mind, yeah. yeah. Slipping my mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the premise of of Austin Powers, if you haven't seen it, it's a spoof on, like, 60s spy movies kind of thing. It's not even, like, 60s spy movies. It's just, like, James Bond to a T. It's just, like, any Bond movie is a spoof of. So he's in the 60s. What is it, like, 60s? I don't remember the year. It's, like, 67. Probably yeah. 67 i think it's 67 he's in the year 67 he's he's got his rival uh doctor mystery is he is he mr evil at that point or is he dr evil so? no, that's one of my favorite <laughs> jokes in the movie i didn't go to six years of evil medical school to be mr evil <laughs> evil veterinarian <laughs> So then Mr. 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 See, now I'm calling him Mr. Evil. <laughs> then Dr. Evil uh, freezes himself or whatever. So then Austin Powers is like, okay, cool. I'm going to freeze myself so I can come back and kill this guy. Because eventually he's, you know, we, we want to get rid of him. So that's the whole beginning of the movie. Wow. I think I nailed it. Oh, yeah. I definitely think I should describe every movie from now on. Actually, no. I should just, it should just be my pod. No, I still think we should start the spinoff podcast. It's just me explaining things. <laughs> Nobody would listen to it. Definitely. One not. star. Can you get zero stars? I don't know. I feel like Apple gives out pity stars because we have two reviews, a five and a four, but our thing says five stars. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or a five-star podcast. I think so. All right. So Austin Powers, he frees himself. He goes to the future. And basically, like, 99% of the jokes in this movie are a guy from the 60s being in the 90s. I'm surprised there's not any jokes about AIDS in this movie. (laughs) Tasteful. I mean, it wouldn't be tasteful, which would fit pretty well in Austin Powers, to be honest. That's true. Very true. All right, so let's let's dive in with the animation, reanimation from being cryogenically frozen, because that's basically where the movie kicks off. That's like where the good, yeah, that's where the good stuff starts. Unless you guys want to talk about like the big boy spaceship. I mean, no. Okay. Is we big talk about. I, I is big boy a brand that I, I don't know about. I guess it must be. Maybe. It, it was played that way. <laughs> it was really played that way. Yeah. It did not resonate with me. No, me neither. Should ask my mom. She would know. Uh, yeah. She loves Austin Powers movies. Hi, Mom. Does she listen? Probably. We'll just call out every listener by name. Anyway, so we get the reanimation scene. They've got 
Vanilla Ice Frozen. I forget who else they have frozen. Oh, I can't remember. I don't know why Vanilla Ice is meant to be frozen. Like, I, <laughs> Maybe there was a joke there, like he had fallen off the face of the map in 97, and they'd frozen him. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman was also frozen, yes. Yeah. Okay, and then we get to Austin Powers, who is a little less hairy than I am. Yeah. We yeah, see still... a lot of Mike Myers' scrotum in this movie. Just like hints yeah. of it, here and there. Like, oh, yeah. that, I think that's a scrotum. I think, yeah. Oh, cameo by Mike Myers' scrotum. <laughs> it's probably in the credits. Maybe that's yeah. the only part he didn't play was his own scrotum. <laughs> no, that was actually Vanilla Ice, oddly enough. <laughs> Vanilla Ice's cameo scrotum. So they reanimate him and they go through cutting him out, dipping him in warm goo. A joke where he pees for a really long time. That's such. A, it's so funny. Yeah, it's like I think it was it was silly still, but I it was silly when I watched it for the first time like fifteen years ago. But I thought it, I think it was just so silly. <laughs> I love this movie so up much. Just talking about I it, <laughs> lost some of its charm. So this is the thing. Like this starts off what I think this movie's like one of the problems with it is all of the jokes go on so long, so long. Like they have like seven jokes in the whole movie, and it's an hour and a half. Yeah, everything does kind of, it has, it, it always goes a step too far, because it's clearly a series of sketches, kind right. of loosely strung together, but, and you can tell because it has, like, musical interludes every once in a while, Yeah, and it'll just cut to that band. Which is, like, the best part of the movie. That was one of my first notes that I took down, I was like, oh my god, I forgot all about those, and they're so silly. But yeah, they go on on and on and on about how he won't stop peeing. And it's like maybe two minutes it's, of it being like, it's probably two wow, minutes. he peed really long. Yeah. And, and you're then, like, you honestly, they could have been, because the whole thing is they go evacuation and, and then they go to say complete, or they say complete the first time and then he, he starts peeing again. And then he starts peeing again. And then after a little bit, he stops and they're like, evacuation, come. And then he starts peeing again. And it's like, they really could have done it twice. And then that could have been the joke, but they really did it for a really long time. And then we go right into the penis pump joke, which is the exact same thing where it's like funny and then goes on and on where it's just like, (laughs) I don't know. That one comes back for me. I was going to say, I think that one's better because the, the P one is just like the same exact joke being phrased the same exact way. Whereas this one's like, Oh, that's not mine. And then it's like, oh, well, you saw, here's your receipt for it. Here's your, you know, warranty for it. Oh, here's the book that you wrote about the penis pump. I thought that was so funny. 1967? Yeah, I thought that was weird too. I was like, wait, credit card? But okay. (laughs) All right. It still worked. That one was a better joke than I. It is a better joke, but again, every joke is just like five minutes yeah to a news point the fact that it's just sketch after sketch strung together hits home because that's definitely what it is and each sketch has one maybe two jokes at best that's true well that's how and sketches work similar. right it's just kind of one premise right that you, you circle going. and the hardest part of any given sketch is ending it right so this is yeah. just like well we'll just go to the next thing like we just keep going right so yeah. on top of these sketches they introduce the female lead Something Kesing- Kensington? Vanessa. Vanessa. Vanessa Kensington. Yeah. Ms. Kensington. Ms. Kensington. Who is, as we forgot to mention before, she he used to work with Mrs. Kensington, so it's her daughter. Yeah. And then we get his So love can interest. we talk about how Captain America apparently stole this exact plot line? Is that... Wait, <laughs> in is a that weird... Even... In a roundabout way, because these modern-day romantic 
partner, kind of, is the daughter of the woman that he couldn't go out with in 1940 because he crashed into the ice. Well, what needs an homage more than Austin Austin Powers, Powers, right? Like, so deserved of it, so I can't fault them for that. (laughs) But yeah, we get uh, Miss Kensington, who is a little buttoned up and not ready for Austin Powers' teeth or his free-spirited 60s unprotected sex attitude. Ah, this is <laughs> Which is very, the only way I could only way I could describe his it's attitude. It's a very 90s plot line. And it, it's a very <laughs> 90s love interest where it's like, look, she's a woman. Yeah. And she's capable, but she's not fun. And that's yeah. a problem. Oh boy. <laughs> that's about as much complexity as she gets. Yeah. Right there. She is very pretty. I'll give him that. Not as pretty pretty as uh, Basil Exposition, but... Basil Exposition. Also, totally unexplained why. Is it the same guy from 30 years later? Yeah, I think it is. It absolutely is. And I think one of my favorite... Weird, the weird favorite things I guess about the movie was like in the beginning when he's in the 60s he's in the car and then the car has like a little video thing and it shows Basil and he's talking to Austin being like this is your mission or whatever and like the the view of it was crystal clear in the car and then in the 90s they like pull up a laptop and then he's talking to Basil and it's like the shittiest quality and you're like wait what? It's been 30 years. Shouldn't this be way better? <laughs> I just thought that was funny. You cool. didn't. I didn't Truly think didn't, it. didn't even notice it. <laughs> it bothered me. I don't know why I noticed it. I don't think I'd ever noticed it before. But it's I that analog. It. It's got the warmth to the picture quality. Mm. <laughs> just great. No, so uh, I feel like we're we're jumping around because this movie is, yeah, just joke to joke. We could probably tell it out of order and it would still It'd make still be funny. most sense. Yeah. But so, so what happens? They they wake up, they get partnered up. Austin Powers has a 747 that is like a swinger pad. Yeah, how much money did he make? Like, I don't understand. Apparently a lot. Apparently yes. a lot. Well, that's the thing in any action movie. Apparently these government organizations just have infinite budget, which is just True. the exact opposite of the truth. So yeah, he sexually assaults Miss Kensington. Yeah. And everyone's laughing and thinking it's really funny. It's very yeah, 90s. Yeah. She's like, I can't resist this charm, but I'm so buttoned up. Yeah, this, there's a lot of Me Too problems with this movie. Yeah, there are so many. Like, watching it at points, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then she did get a promotion by the end of the movie. <laughs> she did. So I sleeping guess with her superior. But, damn. That's a dark <laughs> turn on this whole affair. Um, in parallel to being assaulted on a jumbo jet that he continually screams, do I make you horny and randy as a bed Like, I'm just imagining how uncomfortable I would feel in that situation if I was, like, on a jet with some guy that I just met. Mike Myers, specifically. specifically, I think it's better if you think it's Mike Myers. Specifically Mike Myers. And they're just like, do I make you horny? And you're like, I am just trying to do my job here, asshole. Can you just, like, can you just not? Can you not? Yeah. We, but I, I, I feel like we could have a whole podcast about all '90s movies just being horribly, horribly tone deaf to the Me Too movement and like what's changed in the past twenty years. Yeah. that could be the reboot of Austin Powers. He gets frozen again. He wakes up in in 2019 and he has to reckon with all of the horrible decisions he made, all the sexual assault lawsuits, all these people coming out on Twitter saying how terrible he was. 
his whole credibility getting tarnished. And then six months later, he would go back on the circuit and do stand-up and be successful, but he'd be right-wing now. Oh, I was, I was going to I thought you were going to go, and six months later, he becomes president. And I, was like, I yeah. mean, that too. Either you're Louis C.K.ing it or you're Donald Trumping it, so either of them seem to be Ar- Arguably, Donald Trump has made the most successful recovery from <laughs> sexual harassment. And yeah. So, Thanks. really, a, a commendable feat. Yeah. You know, that, that's why he's my president. Trumping it, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's nothing funny here. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. All right, so it's so, just dark and real. It's very real. So, in parallel to them going to the states to try and foil Doctor Evil, Doctor Evil is getting reintroduced to what his company VirtuCon did in the Thirty Years Off and his henchmen, which has the stereotypical Irish guy who's <laughs> got his lucky charms. Which they're is always after me, lucky charms. Solid. Joke. Also, wait. I'm trying to think because he's sick. She said something about it. When was that commercial popular? There, I think Lucky Charms has been around long enough that that's fine. Yeah, I feel like that commercial has always been available. Frau, who, whose claim to fame was started the militant wing of the Salvation Army, which I think is the best joke in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but never, her whole character otherwise is just has a German accent. Yeah. 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 That's it. But that that's joke it. is so funny to me. I think that's so good. Um Moose what's Will Thorrell's character's name? He Mustafa? only has like Mustafa. Yeah, yeah, like five seconds in the movie and then some He doesn't die for five minutes is I, his joke. I completely forgot that he was in that movie. Oh, he that comes la- back in the that's next another one. joke that lasts a really long time. Really long time. Yeah. Dude, I'll, we're gonna go through this movie and we're gonna be like, Wow, that joke uh they really played that one out. Steamroller guy getting the okay. car stuck. Steamroller guy, I still think, holds up and is really funny. You know, like that joke is even of the longer. Joke. There's yeah. a deleted scene where they then cut to a bar, and it's people waiting for Steamroller guy. <laughs> and they find out that he's dead, and they're, they're like, oh my god. what? And it's like very, very long. But it's really? a deleted scene, yeah. And I don't. I think it's only deleted in the American cut. Because uh-huh. um, Gavin Free of Rooster, Rooster Teeth talks about having seen that scene and then coming to America and watching the movie and seeing that it's not there. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I guess our patience is just too thin. Yeah. Um, and number two, I'm going coming back to Dr. Evil. Yeah. Number two, his right-hand man, number two. Yeah. Who, another solid joke. One of the things that Virtue Con's been successful is, successful is making miniature factory models. I was like, that's funny, because that's what they're using right now. Yeah, I'm a big fan in general. I think the Dr. Evil parts, the Dr. Evil and his henchman parts, had a, a more laughs for me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Point by point, yeah. I think they were just sillier. I think Doctor Evil is just way funnier. Yeah, oh, and random it's like, task. Him, oh yeah, how do we forget random <laughs> task? It's like him just trying to be caught up on like the last thirty years, and just the way they handle those jokes is really funny. And I do think that most of the ones, most of the jokes that go on for too long are with Austin Powers. Whereas the, I mean, I guess there's the death scene with with Doctor Evil and stuff, but but like there's just so many witty parts, like when Scott is like, uh, 
you just kill him. I'll just I'll just go get my gun and kill him. And he's like, no, I'm just gonna assume that everything went well. And I was like, oh my god, I've so got funny. a gun in my room right now. <laughs> you didn't even introduce the fact that like I think one of the best jokes is that he's a terrible father. Like his bit is that he's just a bad dad and has this son he's been just disconnected with for twenty years. That's like my favorite thing. It's like when they're in group therapy and stuff, and he's talking about his uh, his upbringing as a a Dutchman, right? He's Dutch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's <laughs> super funny. That whole monologue is the silliest thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they introduce Dr. Evil, and he gets to know all the henchmen and stuff. And then we cut to, what, they're going to Vegas or something? Yeah, well, I think he's we're... coming up with his evil plan during oh, that Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And it's funny, because, like... Austin Powers is so separated from the entire evil plan the entire time. It's just like, <laughs> and he wouldn't even know about it if not for the fact that he was brought to the evil plan at the very end. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. But I think like, obviously, to your point where it's more of just a loose plot to keep everything together. It's another joke. It's like, man. I think they do this in every movie where he comes up with evil plans that have been realized by just humans being terrible. And it's like destroying the ozone layer. I forget what the other one is. It's Prince Charlie. Oh, yeah. That he had an affair. Yeah. And then (laughs) they just go with blowing up the world, which works. It keeps it together. And then, of course, he has to realize that a million dollars is not a lot of money. Right. Which is pretty funny. Is it? Well, it spawns probably one of the most quotable parts of this movie, which is one million dollars. That's true. I think Dr. Evil is probably the most quotable. Probably. I'm trying to think of things that I've quoted from this movie, and it's probably mostly Dr. Evil. Have you said, yeah, baby, at any point in time? I think back in the day, more people used to say, yeah, baby, yeah. yeah. I think it just got, I think, yeah, baby, yeah, got replaced by my wife. It's true. Yeah. I think, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like a hundred percent. A hundred percent of the people who were saying yeah, baby, yeah, when they saw Borat, there was a hundred percent conversion rate. To so I guess like life. if if this is your style of humor, you only need ten years of, like every ten years you get fed. So you get Austin Powers, then Borat, then I don't know what the last one was that's like a bro comedy. But Borat was something we should revisit. I wonder if that would still be funny. It'd probably be really funny. I mean, I thought Austin Powers was funny, so. There's moments. Yeah. They're in Vegas. Right, yeah. Okay, so they go to Vegas. We get the the one of my favorite nutshell jokes. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is me in a nutshell? Yeah. I always thought that was so clever. I just feel like there's so many dad jokes in this movie. Like, the one where he's pretending to, he goes behind the couch and he pretends to use an elevator or an escalator or like a kayak or something. Like, that was so, I just, maybe I think it's a dad joke because my dad, like, my family loved Awesome Powers, so we'd watch it a lot. And, like, my we would all make, like, repeat the same jokes. I'm pretty sure every dad loved these movies. Yeah, it feels very, very dad jokey to me. Like, pretty much every scene had a good dad joke. The one where he's in the hot tub with the chick and he and he farts and the bubbles come up. Like, I guarantee you I've heard my dad quote that entire little, like, thing that he does 12 yeah. times. And that scene definitely puts the first Shrek movie into a lot of con- context, right? <laughs> like, it, it checks out. You're like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess he could play a Shrek. I That scene made me think, we should do Shrek on this podcast pretty soon. <laughs> 
Uh, back to back. All Myers. All the time. <laughs> the Myers mile. Minute. Myers minute. Myers couple minutes. It's probably more than one minute. So now we have two spinoff shows. One for Mike Myers. One for me explaining things. Yeah. Well, we have three because then we have the the Pizone Zones. <laughs> the the Pizone Zone. <laughs> I think we're out of episodes for the the Pizone Zone. <laughs> yeah. Unless the, they vault the Pizone again and then we're still doing this in like five years and they bring it back. I don't think they can vault it for five years. It'd have to be more than that. I think, I don't know. Um, back the, to the movie. The Adventure Pizone Zone Zone, where we listen to the Adventure Zone while eating Pizones and see oh. how it tears up. Perfect. Like Dark Side of the Moon. It's yeah, like, how does exactly. eating this Pizone? Oddly enough, the Adventure Zone syncs up perfectly with eating a Pizone. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. I think a lot of people do know that. Yeah, actually, it does make a lot of sense. Um, okay, so just to keep like the plot strung together, they get word that one of Dr. Evil's henchmen is in the casino. Right. Right. And then he goes around in his English attire, being a fool of himself. Right, which doesn't stand out in Vegas. And they meet number two, who's playing cards, and he's got an x-ray eye patch. And they also meet his his uh, secretary. Colleen, do you want to give us the name? A lot of. A lot of vagina. Classic, just classic stuff. A lot stuff. of vagina. Classic. Who is that woman, and what <laughs> happened to her career? Because I'm worried about her. That's is, that's what I could take away from this movie is that I was worried about that lady. Is a lot of vagina a trait you would want? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, think about that. I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. But it's a funny name. That's they more of a name like, than a little. You know what I mean? They could have gone with like a lot of. A lot of boobs. She She did have a lot of boobs. (laughs) See? Exceedingly. I believe those were flotation devices based (laughs) on that hot tub tub feed. (laughs) Because you're like, wow, those do not look right. They really did. She honestly did look like she was floating. Like she could not drown. Those are just. No, no. It was pretty intense. Well, I mean, parts of her couldn't drown. That's for sure. She would die face up in a pool, mostly because she's like arced. Yeah, dingly. <laughs> One part of her is just too buoyant. Anyway, they meet. It's inconsequential. They play cards. He cheats. Well, I mean, inconsequential in the movie, consequential in real life. Because another great line from this movie is, "I too like to live dangerous." That's true. <laughs> The suit Nazi is the uh, the uh, dealer. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh, you laughed harder at that realization than any point in the movie, and you're here defending it. I I am defending it. Yeah, well, yeah. I was reminded of a funnier thing, which is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm laughing harder at that because he's right. Um, yeah, so he loses, and then he goes to poop, I suppose. <laughs> I guess, and then he disappears. Well, he follows number two into the bathroom. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That's the goal. You thought Austin was just going to the bathroom to sure. take a shit? That's no, what people no. have to do. No I, movies are that realistic. I guess. No, 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 because he said he was going to go to the little boys room or something, and then Austin was like, you follow the Italian bird, I'll, I'll go get that guy. Gotcha. And so he, he walks in the bathroom, then there's the iconic scene 
This joke goes on way this too long. This joke goes on also way too long with the one the cowboy guy in one stall and then Austin in the other, and it's just like Austin drowning the Lucky Charms guy. And the just oh my god, I feel like my dad used to say that one too a lot. Like the who does number two work for? Oh my god. Such memories, such fond memories. You don't want to blow out your O rig is probably my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like what did you eat? As uh, he sees what's in the stall. Yeah. If that... someone saw a dead body in a, in a stall, they wouldn't crack a joke. Yeah, they wouldn't assume that. that you ate that man and then crapped him out in his entirety. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently that guy would because he's that dumb. He no, is that dumb. That's a funny scene. Though. It does go on for a really long time. For sure. for sure. Way too long. So okay. Next scene. Cut to... Austin and what's her face Vanessa. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they get to this point. Oh, they were like fo- they were like trying to follow the car, and then they're like, "Oh no, it drove away!" And I'm like, "That was your plan? Is just sit in a bush and watch it, and then it just drove away? Like, great plan." And then they're like, "I guess we got to hang out all night and have fun on the town." Get super drunk. Get super drunk. Although I must say, I must say, Austin Powers didn't date rape her. Austin so- Powers. It wouldn't even kiss her, and I was kind of like, "Well, that's that's pretty good for for a movie in the '90s." He could have easily just started making out yeah. that drunk chick, banged her, if, and been like, "Yeah, whatever." You said you wanted it. His line, though, exa- his line is, "If she's not drunk, sexual assault is fine. I will hump her on a plane because <laughs> she's not drunk." But the second a drop of alcohol passes her list lips, she's off the menu, which is. It is a skewed sense of honor. It is commendable in the biggest yeah. sense. Also, I mean, it's not perfect. We're still. Let's in the 90s. talk about that date. Sucks, right? You guys have been to Vegas. Vegas is gross. To. Oh, it's, okay. It's really well, they, gross. It's gross. Nobody would want a bus tour around Vegas. No, it's when like a street with a lot of lights. Yeah, and not like a New York City street with a lot. Of, it's not like Times Square. It's like just a series of glowing buildings covered in advertisements. With a lot of drunk people stumbling between. Oh my god, just um, so many drunk people. I don't know, you know, I really enjoyed the part where it's just the cut scene, and it's just them, like, looking up and pointing, like, there, there's nothing actually happening. Oh, well, right, because so they could afford a green screen. So, <laughs> that was the the pinnacle of movie we can't rent. We time. can't rent the Vegas Strip, so we'll... Yeah, have a bunch screen. of lights green screened in. <laughs> I thought that was so bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. So yeah, Austin Powers doesn't date Raper, and way to go, buddy. Realizes that he's missed out on a lot of time, so he's got to catch out on all of these uh, cultural milestones. Well, yeah. no, he does then go have sex with a lot of vagina. Yeah, is that first? That's, oh, no, that's yeah, yeah. oh right, same right, night. Right. Yeah, because he gets the AOL call with a poor quality. Yep. Then and goes then, and has sex with a lot of vagina. We see her weird boobs. Well, we don't see her weird boobs. You see what, most of her. You weird see boobs. like almost. There's not much left for the imagination. Everything but the nips, really. You but you see some of the nips too because they're they're trying to breach. <laughs> yeah, they have sake. There's a lot of bad puns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does there's he say so- sake to me? Yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. There's a scene where where she's undressing behind the the perfectly lit. Yeah, no place is backlit. Like and then that. he's just doing the like this, trying to control his shaking. 
Classic. There's the better version of that joke in the second movie, where it looks like the two of them are fucking behind the screen, but they're actually trying to undo a belt. I remember that one. Because I think I've seen the later movies more than I've seen. Don't they one. do the screen in the third one? Too? They do the because screen with the one Mini where he's me got Mini Me, and Mini Me like falls between his legs, so it look he, like looks like he's taking a giant dump. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, they you use know. the screen. They, yeah. they, <laughs> if it broke, don't fix basically, it. all of the Austin Powers movies are just the same. Just if you have a hammer, the whole world's a nail. <laughs> 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 okay, so then they. Oh, and then the next morning after the night out and he, he has sex with a lot of vagina, we get my favorite Austin Powers scenes, which is the one where he's naked in the background and they're like, she's pouring the tea and everything is perfectly covering up his penis. And I just love those scenes so much. They hold up. They hold up. <laughs> is that? It's essentially one shot, too. Yeah, it's yeah. actually like vaguely pretty impressive. It's right? pretty impressive, but they do it twice in this movie. I know, and I love it both times. Uh, I think it's so funny. It's, I, I think the second one I liked more. Yeah, the second, really. I, yeah. I like the I like the part where she's holding the magnifying glass, and then he's squatting, and like, <laughs> and she turns it so that it's like. It's, like widthwise, and then you can see him just squat down, and the, oh my god, I think it's so funny. I think it's so funny. Yeah. Or when she bites the sausage at the end, and it's like in the exact no, the only okay, thing. The sausage gave me some Game of Thrones vibes that made me very uncomfortable. The only <laughs> thing that's funny is in the second one where he hands up, and this drawing of breasts. <laughs> that's the only one. <laughs> that's the only one that's funny to me. That's a good one. I think they do this in the second one as well, because I think there's two melons filled with cottage cheese at some point in one of them. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Glad they, they had a lot of material to to make three of these movies. I wonder how the other ones did compared to the first one. I'll look it up. We'll look it up. Yeah. We'll, we'll get the fact checkers on it. So, does he break the news now that he he slept with? Yeah. No, okay. Basil Exposition breaks the news uh, in a roundabout right. way. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. he, he mentions that Austin got intel. And Austin says, oh, I was with a lot of vagina. And then later on, she's like, I'm, you know, I'm a jealous type. And he's like, oh, well, don't worry. I definitely had sex with her. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then she's like, but you use protection, right? And he's like, of course not. And you're like, oh. Yeah, he had his nine millimeter on. Yeah. <laughs> it's quality jokes. So good. Okay, what happens next? I think this is at the point that uh, a lot of vagina spills the beans that Austin Powers is infiltrating them. And we see the fembots for the first time. Oh yeah, and you get the overplayed Frau shouting, right. "Send in something! Send in the gods! Send in the bots!" Yep, so yeah. funny. So funny every time. She does it pretty much every movie, right? Okay, so these guys are ordered to kill these women, are like all intent on doing it, and then they're like, "Ah, oh, they're too pretty." Yeah, I was thinking like, and you should hire murdered? better security. Yeah, dumbasses get murdered. <laughs> They didn't even try. They just like looked at him. They're like, ooh. Or replace all your security with the fembots. Yeah, that yeah. would be way smarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead so, of having one room with six fembots in it, spread those out. Yeah. But yeah. the fembots have boob guns, I guess. The best kind of guns. And kill these guards. And we're like, wow, these things are going to be Austin Powers' downfall. How could he resist these hot blondes? How could he? Do you think they're sex robots, too? I don't think they're sex robots as well. Yeah. 
Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> I wanted to bring something else up about we get back to, to Vanessa and, and then Austin, but I forgot. I think there's like something that happens before they start to infiltrate the base that I was trying to remember. The dental stuff thing? Like clean your teeth? Yeah. Oh no, this is when he has to like relive all the things he missed because she's like, sometimes I forget you miss the past 30 years. Yeah, so then you like I mean, it's a very shallow. It's just like he watches. He watches a VHS tape. He tries to play a CD on a record player. Yep. And he blows up a rooftop pump. Classic. Jokes have aged so well. So well. I bet kids. Oh, I wonder if kids, if they saw this movie, would even know what a VHS or a CD is. Oh my god, they wouldn't. Or a Reebok pump. I think Reebok pumps came back for a bit. Yeah. But. That might be like also a, a Reebok pump full of jizz. Apparently, what happened? Yeah, what was in that? <laughs> well, it's like a horrible shot because he like pumps it up and then it cuts and the shoe is no longer in frame and he just gets hit with a face full of baby powder. It's like okay, what? Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, so yeah, then he's he's up to speed. He missed the moon landing and the fall of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Oh, that's a joke. Actually, that's a joke that I forgot about that's really funny that I never realized as a kid, where the Russian guard is with Yo. the American, and they're like, he's like pretending to be communist and like all excited that they finally won and oh. that they could be this way. And then well, Bass we is like, the Cold War. Yeah, he's like, we won, Austin. And it's like, woo, capitalism. <laughs> that's it's like, real... oh, great, groovy, groovy. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> good like, joke. so not into it. <laughs> are, we, are we ready to crush these capitalist things? <laughs> yeah. That was actually a very funny joke. Yeah, I'll that one was that. good. That was like, one that, that I did not, I did not appreciate that as a child. No, I didn't either. And now I think it was the first time I caught it, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty fucking funny." I, I mean, yeah, I think once we get to the summary, I think it's clear that a lot of this movie does not hold up, but solid jokes. Yeah, there's some, some solid good, jokes. There's some good bits. All right, but to get through the plot. He's now caught up to speed on all the cultural happenings, and they infiltrate VirtueCon as a Buddhist and oh, I can't remember. a blonde tourist together. Something like that. Yeah, they look ridiculous. Good visual gag here, though, because they steal the guards' outfits, one who's like a big lady and one who's like a seven-foot-tall guy, mm-hmm. and they come out of the bathrooms. Fits them, the... fits them perfectly. The opposite. No. It doesn't fit them perfectly. Yeah, it does. No, the whole bit is, so the fat, is the woman the fat one? Yeah. The woman goes into the woman's bathroom with the giant coat. The man, it's a normal sized man, goes into the men's bathroom with the normal one. And then Austin comes out of the men's bathroom with a huge coat on. You're, no, you're, this is totally wrong. No, I'm not. There's a really tall guy. I feel like they just both fit perfectly. Yeah, they fit perfectly. That's the joke. No, the joke was that they swapped. No, I'm no, looking it up. No, they don't swap. They I'm go into the right up. bathrooms. That's All right. Well, Colleen's wrong about this joke. Uh, so, yeah, I think we, we, we're we getting bogged down in the plot points. But <laughs> essentially, essentially, they go to infiltrate Dr. Evil's base. Dr. Evil has bribed or, you know, uh, threatened the UN that he'll blow up the world with a nuke attached to a drill. Uh, Dr. Evil has a therapy session with his son that's <laughs> yep. pretty funny. Uh, Dr. Evil does makes a mistake with $1 million several times, also yes. pretty funny. Uh, and they end up at this base together. Yeah, and we get 
a few good scenes like they eventually get caught from breaking out of the steamroller testing facility. Oh my gosh, I thought that was really... He paused it. I never noticed that before. He was like, wait, what did that door say? And we rewound it and it said steamrolling testing facility. I was like, that's so funny. It makes way more sense while there's just like four steamrollers <laughs> driving around an empty room. Um, but they get caught and this is when we get to like, I'll get it, I'll get my gun and we'll just shoot him. But no, instead we get sea bass with lasers. So funny because sharks are endangered. So so funny. I bet like conservatives now are like, oh, can't even get sharks for his evil lair. <laughs> Fucking libs. <laughs> oh, is this the part where we also get the Doctor Evil Scott? Uh, like, sh- zip it. That's not sh- this movie. Yes, it is. Right. I don't. I don't remember that scene to be honest. And I've got a whole bunch of. Sh- with- your name on it. I think that's the that's next movie. That's absolutely 100% in this movie. I, I am don't think that happens this. in this movie. It comedy. does. It's because Scott starts talking about the gun, and he's like, I'm going to go get my gun. And then he he's like, no, I'm just going to go. And then Dr. Evil's like, shh, zip it. Shh. I don't. Know. It 100%. I don't think that happens, Colleen. It 100%. I think the door just closes, and then we're in the room with them. No. Okay, we got to. Okay. I am literally 100% certain about this. The jacket thing i will admit i'm like 80 percent certain about this i'm 100 percent certain of okay because i thought it was i always loved that and my dad used to do that to me all the time i know it also reprises in other in all the other movies as well but it starts I think in it, this one. i think it created in the other movies but okay oh my god no we're not continuing with this podcast because y'all are mansplaining me right now and i don't like it austin powers I am willing to admit that maybe I zoned out and missed that bit. I, I feel like it didn't happen, but I don't know. Uh, love it. Well, I also jumped to I thought that was earlier, but it's when the, he's already taken them cap- captive. Yeah. And he's, like, sent the sea well, bass on them. Sorry I was so adamant. I must have zoned out as well. That's oh, fine. I'm used to men explaining things to me. You're welcome. We can edit this out. It's okay. Uh, no, I'm... Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, I'm not going to edit this out. I will edit the sound bit out because I feel like that's probably illegal. Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, for our listeners who weren't listening to that because, you know, uh, laws, I was right. Matt was wrong. For our listeners, Matt and I were right that the spit happens in this movie. And Colleen <laughs> was so adamant that the spit didn't happen in this movie. <laughs> um, I feel like Anoop called me out for being bogged down in the plots. And I'm just like, all right, let's get to the end and talk about it because we've gone through a lot of intricacies of this this uh yeah but it's i mean that's what makes a movie good or bad right like we're talking about the funny jokes and the jokes that didn't hold up joke that didn't hold up that we'll get to the fembot dancing and i was like this is way too long again very long i thought it was funny still yeah yeah okay. i'll say the sh the, i'm i i'm <laughs> upset that i miss a shoot bit because that is actually very funny it's so funny that, I, I think that's a very funny interaction the fembot bit did very little for me. I think because of the the head movements, yeah, just like really weird. took me out of it, and like there was a lot going on in that. No, that... the only funny part of the fem bit, uh, bit to me is that not the whole dance scene. It's that when he's still dancing when they're all dead and they run by, yeah, and he's just dancing in his underwear. Like, I, yeah, I think the the best part of it for me is when he's like trying to explain it to Vanessa. And it's like, and, she, you know, and I was, I was, they're jumblies. Or, and, and I'm like, yeah, that was good. But I, yeah, it didn't I think the long. real, the the funniest part for me is that Vanessa is just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they clearly just didn't have time left for that to be like an arc. 
Yeah, they didn't want to make this movie 90 minutes. Had to stay at that 89-minute runtime. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I didn't talk about my favorite joke in the whole movie, and mostly because I can't park today, is when he's trying to turn around the... uh, Turn around the the like little golf cart type thing, oh my and he God. gets it wedged perfectly in a hallway. That's really funny. That that went on for a while, but I think it was necessary. Yeah, I don't think that one was drawn out. And then they jump over it later. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> Perfect continuity. <laughs> a plus marks. Yeah, it's very intact. Everything kind of works together perfectly. Yep. So they. Get there just in time with the Royal Guard. They def- they stop the bomb. Dr. Evil hits the self-destruct button and takes off into space to be frozen again. Yeah. Am I missing anything in that bit? That wasn't as, that was less funny and more just getting through the plot. I don't know. Some good slapstick when he's in that, uh, that plastic suit. Oh, yeah. That was pretty funny. I also like how he just doesn't at all care about his son. <laughs> he's like, I really don't care. You can kill him. <laughs> <laughs> then Scott gets a little uppity and he's like, don't say that, that's hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> we just had a big breakthrough in group. <laughs> I liquidated the group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best Doctor Evil is by far the, the best part of these movies. Yeah, for sure. I mean definitely not Austin Powers. No, definitely not. I mean, there wouldn't be a movie without him, but But they they stop the self destruct, they get out. No, they don't stop the self destruct, they just get out. Yeah. And he jumps into a car and hits his nuts. Mm-hmm. So Classic. funny. Classic. It oh, is man. funny that Yeah, that bit just happens. It's like, just like, oh, Emo, the movie's slowing down. Let's throw a nut shot in here. <laughs> it would actually be funnier to me if he just, because what it does is he's running towards the car and then it cuts to this gymnast doing this crazy flip over it. <laughs> and if he did that and just landed it, it would have been funnier. But then they end it with the nut shot and I'm like, oh. Oh. They, that's yeah. how the second movie opens with that Tom Cruise action scene, and that part's all so oh, funny. That was really funny. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wait, doesn't the second movie open with Vanessa being a fembot? Uh, isn't it after, like, they're direct? Steven Spielberg is directing his movie. Isn't that the second one? Yeah, it's like a movie about Austin Powers. Right, Danny DeVito is Doctor Evil. Yeah, with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Or do- no, maybe this is the third one because I think Danny DeVito is Mini Me. Oh, maybe. Oh man. Getting our uh, well, we'll have to I do think we just podcast. watch them both. Our lore kinda, is so messed up. Okay, actually, at, let's get to the end of this. Yeah, because I think there's some takeaways there. So we get to their, we kind of cut pretty quickly, dramatically to their honeymoon. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I real again, like I said earlier, I like the reprisal of the covered body parts a bit with the pineapples the melons i really i think the coffee bit where he's dumping out the two cups of milk while the teapot is in front of him (laughs) that part i was like wow this is just really well executed and it was too and it's it's so fun to watch it too because you can tell it was all in one take because like he spills a bit of milk and you can tell that they were just like "Eh, whatever it is it's going to be what it is you know yeah i thought it was really good and then of course we get the what's his name shoe thrower Oh yeah, random task comes in. Random task. I think random task is one of the like this very low key, very funny bit because it's yeah. odd job. Yeah, <laughs> he's <a> random task. <laughs> yeah, the, like that naming is so funny. Yeah, he throws good. the shoe, and then, then we get. I, <laughs> I think the, the other. Yeah, the other insanely quotable line from this movie in my mind. Who throws the shoe? Honestly. Honestly. Yep. Yeah. Very true. 
I did fact check. It's the third movie that opens with the action scene. The second one is the one with the, uh, Vanessa being a fembot. Which obviously had to happen because they had to have a new female lead in each right. of them. That's how bomb movies work. Exactly. Yeah. So let's. So we're we're at the end. Yeah. They kill random tasks by using the penis pump. Full circle. Without even putting his penis in it. Totally unnecessary. Just magically, from the outside of his pants, he's wearing apparently rubber pants that have no breathing holes in them. Yeah, I don't know. And he's penis pumped to death. But that's how you, that's how they get him. They distract him long enough that she could pick up the champagne bottle that she could have picked up instead of the penis pump the first right, time. Right. Yeah, she's also she is a secret agent, and she doesn't try anything. Nope. Yeah, she gets pushed out of the scene and then she uses a penis pump and a champagne bottle. They're both secret agents. Neither of them have a gun? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Alright, so Austin Powers. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that's pretty cringy in 2019. Bits that go on for days. Mm-hmm. So if you like that kind of thing where the joke is several minutes old by the time you get to the end of it, you'll love this movie. I gotta say, I came away thinking that there was enough funny stuff in this movie that it was, I was capable of getting through it. And like, I would, if it was on TV, I'd probably watch it. I'd probably watch it through. So, right? Yeah, Yeah. I knew, I mean, I liked this movie and I knew it wasn't going to be like an eye roll rewatching it. I mean, we've watched them recently enough. Yeah. Um, I think now watching it, obviously trying to be critical for a podcast, like, Yes, he is a sexual assaulter, which is probably, like, a lot of men would see that now and not even be like, he's doing anything wrong, yeah. but that's another problem. Yeah. And, yeah, I that's think for another day. some of the jokes that, to me, aren't funny the first time, and they probably were really funny when I was a kid, now are not funny and go on so long. Yeah. But there's a lot of little gems that I did not pick up on. The communist one. I think the stuff with Dr. Uvino's son is really funny as an adult. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, to these points, it's it's good enough that it, it carries you through the 90 minutes. Yeah. And I think the, the best review I can give for this is that after watching it, I was kind of like, I want to watch the other two, too. Yeah. Which I think is more like, I didn't have any compulsion to watch another episode of Rock Power. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Never again. Or Barney. You know? And if I never eat another Lunchable in my life, it'll be too soon. So, <laughs> I will never eat another Pizzone as well. Yeah, I think that's all true. Alright, Kyle, this was your pick, and I think you were the most excited to go back. Give yeah. us your take. I mean, I definitely think the same, I feel the same way as, like, a lot of the jokes went on too long. It probably wasn't as funny as it was when I was a kid, but it ultimately is still funny, and I think Again, if I were <clears throat> if I were ten years old right now, watching it for the first maybe not ten, maybe maybe ten. Ten years old right now watching it for the first time, I would have thought the bits that went on for a really long time were really funny. Like ten year olds have a very different sense of humor than adults and it's bad. I could say that. Um no, but I think it's still really funny and I think a lot of the jokes hold up even if they're really silly. But like I feel like that's the point. Like it's not supposed to be it's a it's a spoof movie. Yeah, it so, is. So like it makes sense. I bet it holds up better than like a lot of spoof movies do. Yeah. I think this yeah. not another team movie is probably still hilarious. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping. Oh, not but, another team movie is definitely I, I would willingly bet money on it that not yeah. another team movie is still good. That's I bet absolutely the first one. two scary movies are still good. Yeah, that's it. We're absolutely gonna watch do not another team movie. But yeah, like the spoof genre started around this time with yeah. like these movies, so yeah. 
I it think it's like dead. This one holds up. What's the last spoof movie that's come out? Do you remember? Like, I feel like when we were in high school, it was like every movie then. I mean, got we a spoof just movie. watched two spoof movies, I suppose the the Tour de Pharmacy and. I think those are more just like I guess they're mockumentaries. mockumentaries. I guess that's different than a spoof, but it's like not really. No, because like there was like a Greek movie, not My Big Fat Greek Wedding. There was one that was like spoofing Three Hundred. There, like yeah, and there was one that was spoofed superhero movie. Yeah, it's like like a few of them. Yeah, they did every single movie. Basically, got a second movie made about it. That's true for a long time. But we're like a little. I think as a sense of humor, it's like everything is a little too ironic nowadays like just actually just telling a joke about something doesn't seem all that funny anymore yeah there needs yeah. to be like some meta element or something yeah. more like fast-paced or, or right well it's like still, like, like it. deadpool for example makes fun of other superhero movies right. but is still a competently done superhero movie right yeah. like this makes fun of james bond and spy movies but it's fundamentally it's like not a good spy movie. Like, no. it doesn't actually follow the structure of a spy movie. Yeah. Right? It just has, like, a series of skits. It's like it's like an SNL-style movie, right? It's like, yeah. the, all those SNL movies, they're just a series of sketches, right? True. If you were to, if you were to reboot Austin Powers, it would be fundamentally different, because that's just not how we do comedy nowadays. Yeah. It would be something like, um, oh my god, I the spy, spy with Melissa McCarthy, where it's like that's also a comedy spy movie, but it's it the the comedy is not that oh look at us making fun of spy movies. It's like look at Melissa McCarthy being yeah a spy I also <laughs> and acting think, against Jason Statham. Yeah, I also think there's a weird trend. Like I don't know how many pure comedies there are anymore. Like. A lot of movies just have humor throughout them now in a way that I just don't think happened as right. much. So things are like action comedies, romantic yeah. comedies, horror comedies, like there's yeah, a comedy of every type. But like uh, like we just saw us a couple weeks ago and even as a pure horror movie it has a lot of funny moments. Like and I yeah. think Avengers well, that's, that's kind of like, par for the course for horror. Yeah. I think true. for everything else it is more like that. Like, yeah, Avengers is a good example, or Iron Man is a good example. Like, What's the one fun- that you watched? Which one? The funny one with the guy from the vampire thing. Oh, What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah, yeah, but no, And no, then no. Thor, oh, Ragnarok. Well, Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok, yeah. yeah I, like, that one... Great example. Great. I love that movie, because I I don't love superhero movies, but I also thought it was, it was still a really good superhero movie. Anyway. Okay. I realize now, like, as we were going through our summary, maybe... I don't like this movie as much because I feel personally attacked as a very hairy adult that like every visual gag is just how hairy Austin Powers' chest is. And we can all agree. Gross. (laughs) Yeah. That's not what I want in a man. Especially not a husband. Hey. Too close. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I told him we should do we should dress up as characters from Austin Powers this uh, this year for Halloween, and he could be Austin Powers. He just has to like wear a shirt, and he's done. Even I think it's funnier if you're Austin Powers. That <laughs> is like Vanessa Kensington. Let's, no, let's make a Matt Fembot. Fembot. <laughs> Fembot. Oh my god! Uh, please do not take any pictures. I do not want to see them. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I mean, we're only going to send pictures to you. It's happening. Yeah. Before Halloween, but anything else for for Austin Powers? 
I mean, ultimately, I thought it held up. I think it's really funny. And I think that, I think the reason that it holds up is, is mostly just because it has those few one-liners that are just so memorable and just applicable in everyday life situations. I think it's so funny. I mean, on, we almost dressed up as, a couple years ago with Meg, we almost dressed up as, uh, members or people from gold member like like we love austin powers i think it's funny it's funny but funnier to kind of like it's better to just kind of keep it in your memory as it was when you were younger and you watched it rather than rewatching it i think that this is going to be the symptom of any 90s early 2000s comedy where there's going to just be so much that we have tried to progress on or at least in my my views i like think we're better than yeah. and those will be just cemented examples of how bad it was and i will watch them and cringe every time so i maybe i just have to remove that element yeah 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 i mean i think that that's the nature of the beast right it was a different time when this movie came out yeah but i think and this is kind of something you brought up multiple times matt is that there are some jokes in there that are actually like clever and holds up and are still funny to this day and i think that's what makes it still watchable still like it's not like so horribly cringy you definitely hit parts where you're like i'm I'm not a fan of that bit yeah but as a whole together it still hits on some things that are still like i don't know they're still like legitimately funny right yeah it's like even dad jokes to some extent they they hold up you know they're they are a genre for sure, but they hold up. They still function in that same capacity. Very true. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think it's good. I would absolutely, I'll rewatch it again. And I I'll definitely will. watch two and three. Can't wait. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening and join us next time on Everything You Remember Sucks. You know it's your destiny. See you then. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs>